I'm visiting the new full-day preschool program at Jacobs Elementary School in New Bedford, South End. I'm here because New Bedford has overhauled its public preschool, now offering a full-day schedule at all of its 10 locations. That's a big deal for parents here, and only a few weeks into the new school year, there's been a massive shift in the school and the community. And we had struggled with attendance for pre-K kids. Um, we're finding that our attendance is far higher this fall. Um, in fact, pre-K has some of the highest attendance in the school um, for the start of the year. That's Tim McLaughlin. He's the principal at Jacobs Elementary, and he joined me on my pre-K tour. So last year, our pre-K attendance was somewhere around 80%, and we are over 90% um, for the first month of the year. So it's, it's been a marked difference. Pre-K traditionally was our lowest attendance. The spike in attendance among these three and four-year-olds from the worst to best age group in the school, has everything to do with the full day offering. McLaughlin told me it was really hard for parents to get their kids to school and back for just three hours each day. Any sort of conflict, and it wasn't worth going in at all. But to expand these programs, the school didn't even have to hire any new staff, just extend their hours. Now, these classrooms are filled with joy and learning all day long. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. McLaughlin is wearing a huge smile after a little girl ran across the room to give him a hug. Hello, my friends. Hi. The kids then all sit on the mat for today's lesson. They're seeing if they can find the letter of the week in the spelling of their own names. Let's spell it. A M A N Z. For all the fun, these classrooms are also serving a vitally important function. At Jacobs Elementary and across the district, all the preschool programs are equipped to serve students with special needs or developmental disabilities which require early intervention. In this classroom, Ms. Ann Jura has multiple students on the autism spectrum. This is an important year or two. I have some of these kids for several years. And to watch them when they walk in as a three-year-old, and then when they leave you as a five-year-old, and you say, wow, this child is so different, and they're so prepared for what they're, they're moving on to. DeJura said that she's enjoyed the transition to the full-day schedule because it gives her enough time to work with all the students one-on-one. -on -one. We're working on, obviously, getting them to, to talk to us, to it's, it's socialize. Um, and to be perfectly honest, we get to spend so much more time with each child individually than when we have half sessions, you know, you sort of rush through the day. We get to do things at a much uh, slower pace now. So why wasn't this school, this district, or most districts in the Commonwealth already offering full day preschool as the standard? The answer, predictably, is in school funding. In Massachusetts, the law for K-12 school funding is known as Chapter 70. It's super complicated, but a basic premise is that the main thing driving funding is how many kids are in the schools. Except, it doesn't work quite like that when districts offer preschool. Chapter 70 is built around K-12, and then pre-K gets a small supplement, about half, half the rate that Chapter 70 gets. This is Andrew O'Leary, the interim superintendent in New Bedford, speaking to me as we walked between classrooms. So if the state truly is invested, wants us to invest in pre-K, then it should increase, it should incentivize districts to offer full day pre-K. That's essentially it. 
we realize now that full, a, a very clear, full-day, consistent model is what works. So the Chapter 70 needs to catch up to that. In general, preschool is some of the most expensive education because of the small class sizes. The services here at Jacobs Elementary are probably the most expensive type of education anywhere because providing special services to young children requires at least two adults in each room. Yet, these students are being funded by the state at basically half the rate of the elementary schoolers just down the hall, many of whom are their brothers and sisters. New Bedford decided to revamp its preschools, even though it wasn't incentivized financially, because of the huge benefits to students. We actually did an activity last year because I was curious in the spring, I had my first grade teacher sit down with their roster and try to predict which kids didn't go to preschool. So this is the end of first grade. With 90% accuracy, they, they were able to pinpoint the kids that did not, did not attend preschool in New Bedford because of the deficit of skills. So 24 months later, it's still obvious where they didn't get that exposure. I spoke to Titus Dos Remedios on the phone, who's the deputy director at Strategies for Children a group that advocates for improvement to early childhood education. The solution longer term is, as a state, we have to figure out how to fund preschool at scale, and not just preschool for three and four-year-olds, but birth to five. So there, there's different vehicles to do it, either through the state budget or a long-term plan or pass a bill, but um, yeah, there needs to be more attention to this. And even beyond the classroom, the benefits of the full-day pre-K have been spreading throughout the community. At Jacobs, preschool parents have been leading the charge for getting involved at school. I've already had three parents, preschool parents, reach out to me about joining our parent advisory council um, from preschool already um, because they know their kids are going to be here. Like They know that yeah. they're in it for the long haul. It's not just a place where we're here for 10 months. At the end of my day, I asked Ms. DeZura, the preschool teacher in the classroom, what her takeaway is from expanding the programs. She told me, So, I mean, I, I think we need more pre-Ks in the city. This is Colin Hogan, the New Bedford Light.